All right. I'm live. Now I gotta remember to double check my sound. Um, and double check that I'm on D Live now. I'm not timing out. Back in my place with a strong internet connection, so that shouldn't be a problem again. There we go. Confirmation. Sounds good. Not timing out. Um, yeah. Happy Saturday, everyone. Happy uh Congratulations, you have so far survived the plague that <laughs> the screens tell us to be scared of. That's um, basically non-existent. Um, you've survived the extremely terrifying, because the media told us to, common cold. Um, congratulations. Um, sorry if you're in quarantine, too, government or corporate mandated. Um, hopefully this will help you a little bit. <laughs> think and ponder about some things while you're trapped in your house uh hoarding your toilet paper and your canned goods or whatever um because of a common cold uh <laughs> yeah as always faith loyalty and hope just stick true to those things and your life will be good you won't have panic you won't have fear you won't have doubt you won't be manipulated easily manipulated by dumb institutions like our trustworthy united states government and uh Amazon <laughs> or Microsoft or Bill Gates. Um, yeah, I mean, I was going to start this off. I was going to start the stream off by um, just giving an update about tornado recovery efforts in Nashville and how good my church was handling all that, I thought. Um, I was also going to praise my church because as of Wednesday, they put out a statement saying that they were going to be open this weekend. And I was very proud of them for doing that. I uh, wrote, read these letters I wrote. I wrote my pastor thanking him and showing appreciation for staying strong and courageous in these dark times <laughs> due to the plague, the uh, plague that we're suffering with, the pandemic that's uh, a big hoax. Um, I really thought my church was uh, something awesome and beautiful and great and you know, I'll say I'll say when I read my letters here, but uh, I really thought we were the lighthouse in the darkness. Um, I felt like I was drawn to this church because of that. I really felt like the light was pulling me towards this church, and I think God was just bringing me here to test me and test my faith in times like these, and um, kind of done fucking up, kind of done failing in that regard. So um, we'll see. <laughs> I'm looking up new churches. I'm gonna be going to church uh, tomorrow with my friend who's a Catholic. So my first non-Spanish Catholic mass. So we'll see how that goes. Um, and yeah, hopefully all that goes well. Um, again, as of Wednesday, my church was going to be open and ready for business on Sunday. And now they're not. They, um, let me pull it up here. Let me put out a little statement here. Big bullshit statement. Um, course I don't have it ready. thought I had it already, but I don't. They say, dear church family. Sure we are. Um, as we have continued to monitor the spread of the coronavirus, the crown virus in Latin, um, the crown, it has become apparent that we should rethink our plans for Sunday services. The design designation of a pandemic by the World Health Organization, you know, a globalist international body of elite banking families, uh, the growing concern for group gatherings and the continued escalation of reported cases require us to take additional action. Our medical council has advised that we heed public warnings for large group gatherings. 
Therefore, we are suspending our worship gatherings at all campuses this Sunday, and we'll be, we'll be providing a worship experience through our online streaming services. Please know that we do not make this decision lightly. We believe that corporate worship is a biblical mandate for Christians, and we want to resume in-person gatherings as quickly as possible. Yeah, I'm sure you do. Um, this Sunday, we'll be streaming from blah, 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 at blah, 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 time. Pastors and leaders from all of our eight campuses will be represented in these services. Blah, 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 blah. Here's how you can join our worship experiences on Sunday morning. Go to your screen that's bombarding you with fear and despair and turn them off for two hours and watch us and give us money. Um... <laughs> Yeah, everything's fine. We're just shutting our doors and locking them and not letting anyone in or gather around. You know, our church family is just not allowed to gather to this weekend. But make sure you tune in and also make sure to give us money. That's for sure. Um, we're also suspending all of all of their church activities at our at all campuses for the upcoming week. At this point, this is only a decision for the upcoming week. Church offices will remain open. And your church staff will be at work and available as needed. Hmm, so sounds like it's not that big of a deal, right, guys? I mean, you're willing to show up at work. It shouldn't be that big of a deal to also keep your doors open for the general public and your church family together. Um, blah, 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 blah. Bunch of bullshit, fancy words and nonsense explaining away their cowardice and says don't worry don't worry guys it makes sure to make this point of course of course it makes this point you know we're going to shut our doors we're going to shut our doors no one's allowed in on sunday no hugs no loves being spread no spitting in the face of the devil's schemes um, none of that we're running away and hiding right now run away and hide but but please continue to be faithful in your giving if you typically give at church consider giving online at blah 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 dot com or by texting give to a dollar amount and a dollar amount at blah, 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 blah. We covet your understanding, your support, and most of all, your prayers as we continue to respond to this unprecedented set of circumstances. We will see you online for worship. No, you won't. <laughs> you definitely won't. Sorry, guys. Um, I truly thought that God brought me to this church because it was going to be a new home for me. It was going to be the start of something long and prosperous and beautiful. And apparently it's not. Apparently he brought me here to show me something and test me. And again, I'm not failing this test. So I wrote them on Wednesday when they made a public announcement this, this past Wednesday about how they were going to stay open, how they weren't going to cow be cowardly and run away and uh, give into the fear of the screens. I wrote my pastor uh, thanking him. And I'm going to read that letter and then I'll compare what I wrote him last night. I wrote, I just want to thank you and the church leadership for keeping these doors open and Sunday services going during these chaotic and panicked times. We have an amazing opportunity to be the lighthouse for those lost in the darkness of today. And all those succumbing to the fear campaigns of our media and government will be truly helped by witnessing and experiencing the love and hope of our beautiful place of worship, or place of worship and community. Thank you. It means a lot to me and to the rest of this family. And then, of course, you know, he thanks me. He appreciates my, my kind words. And then, you know, I'm sure it's a big monetary decision. I'm sure the church got together with all of their uh, 
big money donors and their insurance companies and calculated risks and calculated how much money they would potentially lose and came to the decision that no, in fact, we are going to close our church. No, in fact, we are going to run away from a non-existent virus um, that the screens are telling us to be terrified of. No, we're not going to put on the armor of God and stand in the face and laugh in the face of the devil and his schemes. No, we're not going to fear not, which God tells us to do literally three over 360 times in the Bible. No, we're going to run and hide. We're going to run and hide because we need money. Um, and yeah, guys, don't forget. Don't forget. We're shutting the doors on you. We're closing the doors on you. We're locking them. No one's allowed in the building at all. Just watch on your screen and please make sure, please remember to give us money, even though we're completely abandoning you and when times get a little tough. Make sure to give us money. Make sure, guys. So I responded last night um, a little a little upset. I'm not really angry. I'm just very disappointed, confused and disappointed. And I wrote this letter to my pastor in response to the first pastor, <laughs> the first one I uh, wrote him, complimenting their bravery in these dark times. I wrote, I am sure it was your wasn't your decision to make and that you probably had many people to appease in closing our church doors this weekend. But I feel like you should know that this is a terrible decision and the ripple effects will be felt for a long time. We had an amazing opportunity to be the lighthouse for those lost and scared in this dark storm. And instead we decided to turn off the lights and shut down the harbor. The decision to run and hide instead of standing strong in the face of a temporary earthly threat will be remembered by many for years to come. We are called to fear God alone and to, told to put on his armor and stand against any earthly opponents or satanic schemes that threaten us. And we instead chose to shut our doors and tell people to stay inside of their homes, fearing each other, watching the screens that are causing all this mess in the first place. I just hope that you and the church leadership will remember how badly we are failing this community right now and seek to truly spread love and hope in the future when the going gets tough. I'll be praying for you, all those in the church family, and for this sort of cowardice to be temporary and overcome in the near future. So needless to say, I'm looking for a new church. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to be going back to this place of worship or this church family um, if they're going to run and hide and not cause, not spread love and hope in this, in the face of this obviously hoax event, this dumb common cold that is We'll get into it here in a minute, but basically non-existent and extremely stupid. It's a controlled economic pop of the bubble, and the rich people are using us and manipulating us to make money um, and or not lose their money and to gain power and or not lose their power. And we are all left to suffer the consequences, and even our churches aren't giving us any kind of hope or optimism or safe harbor. Um it's kind of kind of disappointing <laughs> it's very disappointing sorry um and i was ready to you know talk about how great i thought that my church was doing in, in response to all the tornadoes last week you know tornadoes came through nashville ripped it apart ripped one of our church campuses apart and i thought we did a really good job responding to that and you know all these words that were spoken around church about how even when times get tough, even when the darkness hits our city and tears apart our church in the physical form, it's just stuff. You know, we're a family. We're here. God is great. We trust God, love God, and he'll provide. And then literally the next week, we're closing our doors because of the media's fear campaigns. 
It's all hollow, empty words. Um, very disappointing. Very disappointing. We got people in the chat. Thank you for showing up. And some on Instagram. Thank you guys on Instagram. Freeland Bear, Paul Palooza. What's going on, Troy? Thanks for showing up. Hope uh, you and your daughter are having fun on that quarantine, <laughs> 30-day quarantine. Um, Drew Bear and NWA Bear, thank you. All my bears are out. I love it. Um, yeah, Berserker Bear, thanks for showing up, man. You're always awesome. And... I don't know what ice cream is, but thank you for the ice cream, bro. <laughs> D Live, <laughs> appreciate that. I think it's money. I'm not really sure how that works, but thank you. Um, Berserker says, threw this up on the bird with the bear call. Of course, we still need your fiat. Yep, of course, you still need your money. We still need your Babylonian gravel, squ gravel squares. <laughs> Gravelonian babble squares. Um, Julia Thomas, I got your notice. Thanks. Yeah, thank you for showing up, Julia Thomas. I appreciate that. Um, ask questions in the chat or comment in the chat, and I'll get to them when I can. Um, yeah, again, you can send me – my name is Sean Corey. You can send me letters at my P.O. box. Uh, the last few weeks, I wrote down the wrong numbers, so I don't know how good um, – the U.S. Postal Service is at correcting incorrect addresses, so I might have just sent everyone or told everyone to send me things in the wrong address, but my correct P.O. Box address, you can send me stuff if you want, um, letters, questions, books, art, candles, um, feel free to send all that cool stuff to my P.O. Box, um, something useful, not money, I don't need your money, I just need cool stuff, cool art to hang up on my wall, and uh candles i'll show you my candles here in a second don't let me forget about showing you the candles um actually i'll light my candles that'll be good um yeah this is a good time to light my prayer candles i think um so but yeah you can send it to my p.o box s-e-a-n-c-o-r-y that's sean corey um you can send it to p.o box 330-172 nashville tennessee 37203 so previous streams, I was saying 37201. Not correct, guys. Nashville, Tennessee, 37203. Uh, I hope I got your letters <laughs> and stuff and candles. Um, but yeah, and then my live streams, you can catch it all here. If you're watching on Instagram or if you're watching the replays, um, you can catch my live streams. I think every Saturday is when I'm going to be doing my live streams. Sometimes it's going to be Tuesdays. Um, those are my days off of work. And my work schedule is just weird now. But, um, yeah, you can catch me live here most of the time on Instagram. Not always, but always on dlive.tv slash SeanVPlanet. Um, you can also follow me at SeanVPlanet on Instagram and Facebook and Gab. And uh, I'm on Discord. So if you're on the Discord, you can follow my Discord there. Um, and Telegram. I'm on Telegram now, too. And not on Twitter. Uh, my Twitter is my personal account. I still kind of use it like it was my Sean V Planet account. But um, if you really want to follow me there, it's S-E-A-N-I-E-C-O-R-Y, uh, Sean E. Corey on that. And I'm kind of over Twitter, man. Twitter is just full of fear and despair and anger and everyone fighting each other and hating on each other. There's not a whole lot of love and positivity on that. So I'm going to rethink my Twitter usage. But um, it has been a good gathering place for all my bears, all you guys, all my bears out there, uh, still use Twitter. So that's kind of why I keep doing it, keep by default opening it up. Um, but yeah, if you're watching this live, 
um, or if you're watching on the other platform, you can catch all my stream replays at bitshoot.com slash Sean V Planet and on my YouTube channel, Sean V Planet, but that channel is shadow banned. So you do have to kind of go out of your way to make sure the spelling is correct and find it and please subscribe, I guess. I hate asking for that, but that makes it easy to avoid the shadow ban bullshit, I guess. And you can catch my audio podcasts. They're a little different than my live streams. I usually interview artists, sometimes comedians, and sometimes just like internet people or politically minded people, conspiracy minded people, just interesting people with funny, interesting takes. Um, On my three podcasts, which are on my Sean V Planet podcast channel, which you can find on Spotify, Podbean, Stitcher, Google Podcasts. And if you just want an easy access thing to all my links and stuff, just SeanBplanet.com. <laughs> and I hate saying that, SeanBplanet, SeanBplanet, like Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. But yeah, that's about it. So again, um, oh, let's get these candles. Oh, my boy D sent me these awesome candles. Let's see if you can see this. So this one is Archangel Michael, Archangel Michael, St. Michael, just like slaughtering some demons. Can you see that? <laughs> You see that? Just like literally like just barefoot stepping on the face of the devil and just slaughtering them. It's pretty badass. I actually wanted to save this one, but I think it'll be a good, I think this is a good time to uh, light this candle and pray for my church who is um, literally doing the opposite right now. <laughs> literally could not be doing the opposite right now, running and hiding from the devil when he's coming. And um, the other one here is also pretty dope, more, more peaceful and tranquil. It's a, uh, image of the holy trinity um god jesus and the holy spirit um they're perfumed i'm guessing that just means it has scent it's like smell to them i don't know what the scent is it just says perfumed (laughs) so we'll see but i'll light these for just everyone out there struggling with fear and anger in these dark times and um everyone that you know all my homies out there that know how fake all this virus stuff is how it's just another y2k pandemic fake fear campaign being pushed on us by the media and um but also those who have to suffer the consequences of your neighbors and your family buying into it and pretending it's real but um i guess cheers we'll light these up prayers prayers go out to all my family my my fellow churchians (laughs) my fellow christians and atheists and just anyone out there struggling we'll light that what we got here see if you can see that <laughs> and then we'll light this one for my church and the cowards everywhere, all the Christians that call themselves Christians but are closing their doors because of a fake virus hoax. We'll light that one and pray for them as well. Um, thanks, Amanda. How's it going, Amanda? My, my homie, my girl. She used to be on a podcast with me where I used to get debaucherously drunk and talk about beer um, <laughs> before I was saved, before I exited my fallen state. Uh, shout out, Amanda. You're awesome. You're so cool. Diva Got No Purse, thank you for showing up. I appreciate it. Thank you guys for the waves on Instagram. And thank you for the lemons and the ice creams and stuff on DLive. I appreciate that, guys. Water-based. Shout out, my boy. Um, yeah, let's get into what I was going to talk about. The coronavirus hoax. <laughs> this big fucking hoax. Um Real quick, just some stats from December 1st to March 12th, um, when I was compiling this, uh, the United States had a 1,300 confirmed cases of coronavirus and exactly 38 deaths. 
that was a 0.03% death rate. And globally, there was 128,000 cases of this coronavirus and 4,700 deaths, which is approximately a 0.037% death rate. During that same time period, same exact time period, there were 350,000 flu cases in the U.S. with 20,000 deaths. 20,000 deaths, which is a 0.05 death rate in the U.S. To put that into perspective, guys, 330 million people live in this country, and there are approximately 24 million deaths a year. 24 million deaths a year in the United States. Whopping death rate of 0.07. Basically, all this means, <laughs> this means you are twice as likely to die from the flu than you are this coronavirus. Twice as likely to die from this. Twice as likely to die from the common flu than you are than to die from this. And you're just three times more likely just to die. <laughs> yeah, just being alive, just being alive in America, you're three times more likely to die than this virus that is currently crippling our economy, shutting our churches down, and taking away your retirement, and <laughs> providing convenient excuses for corporations to make money, and take away your money, and also convenience... Um, Convenient ways of uh, the government and people in government consolidating their power and becoming more and more intrusive on your civil liberties and God-given rights. It's convenient. It's suspiciously convenient, guys. Um, fear itself is the virus. I've been saying that in Facebook posts or whatever, but it's so true. Like, fear is the virus, guys. There's no virus. This the whole thing is a hoax. It's going to blow over in a month. And we're going to laugh about it. We're going to meme about it and be like, ha ha, remember last month when everyone freaked out? And the reality is that people did freak out and people are losing their money. People are losing their jobs. People are going to be suffering real actual consequences from this uh, a month or months from now. And it's all because we're just dumbly, blindly going along with what the media says and what our politicians tell us. You know, those trusted sources of information like the mainstream media and Donald Trump. Yeah. Good job. The panic itself is the problem. There is a problem today. I mean, it clearly is a problem. People are storming shelves in grocery stores. Um, it's not because people are actually dropping dead in the streets and supplies are scarce. It's because we're terrified and the panic itself is the problem. It's kind of sad, but eh. survival of the fittest, I guess, right? Let the idiots eat each other. And the rest of us will kick it out here, uh, full of hope and optimism. Matija Korean, Corin, Matija Korin, Corin. I don't know how to pronounce your name. I'm sorry, but hi, hi back. Um, thanks everyone for tuning in. Thanks for all the waves. Thanks for all the love. Um, but yeah, this whole thing is a hoax. It is a controlled pop of the ready-to-burst economic bubble by the cities. Sorry by the elites. <laughs> this is a controlled pop of the ready to burst economic bubble by the elites. It is a monetary scam and a power grab by the ruling class and a fear campaign being waged against the ruled class. It's all a controlled burn the elites made and are benefiting from. We're left to suffer the consequences 
again. We're being confused and blindsided by fear. Um, panic campaigns designed to make us feel helpless and demanding safety and security regardless of all of the liberties and freedom we're being told to give up or the increased taxation and inflation we're going to be forced to swallow. Do not fall for it. Stop being cattle. There's no need to fight back. There's no need to get angry about it. Just stand your ground and say no whenever possible and just fear not and stop being retarded. It's kind of that easy. It's not kind of, it is that easy. Just say no, <laughs> just don't let it get to you. There's no fear, everything's fine. You're fine, the world's fine, people aren't dying. The media is using this for whatever reason. The elites are using this to make money, make money and take money from us. They knew an economic bubble was about to pop and they wanted to get ahead of it. They wanted to be in control of it, not let it spiral out of control, out of their hands and um, guide it in the direction that benefits themselves. And that's all, of course, at the expense of us. The ruling class is doing this at the expense of the ruled class. That should be obvious. Um, we'll get into that. I don't. <laughs> we'll get into why I keep thinking things should be so obvious, and I guess they're not. But um, also, just two governments. I mean, uh, let's let's just take notice of how much intrusive laws are about to be passed. How much taxes are going to be raised? How many law? How many civil liberties are going to be taken away? How spying and mandatory quarantines and mandatory this and mandatory that and essentially martial law without that name is going to be impl Im imposed because 40 people less than 40 people have died from this it's insane it's literally insanity um but yeah we'll just get right into it um average girl thank you for showing up water base thanks again collective truth thank you um Thanks everyone who's waving on Instagram. Happy Saturday. <laughs> happy Saturday and happy quarantine. Uh, hopefully this, uh, hopefully I can help you think about some things while you're stuck in your house and uh, catching up on all your Netflix shows and eating canned food. Um, yeah, just in general, this chaotic and overly emotional and irrational week has led me to realize how easily it is I can spot evil and the snares of the devil. I was truly born again five months ago when I overcame my anger and my fear and began receiving God's love and his blessings. And if you don't get past the anger and start forgiving people, um, all people, I think it starts with your parents. I think it, then it, it trickles down to your coworkers and those in, in your life immediately. And then it, you have to just start even forgiving all these fucking bankers that are <laughs> deliberately destroying the economy to suit their own needs. Um, yeah, if you don't start to forgive these people and just all the people, you will not know God or his good. Um, if you want to be forgiven, you have to learn to forgive. Um, thank you, Contio Bear, Contio Bear and Ascension Bear. Thank you. God bless you as well. Um, you are living in a fallen state if you do not yet know our creator. You won't know what is good or what is evil. And you just follow and obey what others tell you to do. You listen and obey your friends, your family, your employers, your governments. Um, you just fall. You fall you fall for their schemes and their traps and their tricks. And you go with the flow. You do what your peers want you to do. You do what's cool. You do what you're told, you're told to do. Um, Ascension Bear says, Sean, are you Seanaverse on DLive and Bear Streams? No, I'm not. Actually, Seanaverse is someone else. Uh, really cool guy. We communicate. We're good friends on Instagram. 
never met in person, but uh, we have like fun little discussions on our Instagram. But separate man, it's a little confusing. Seanverse, I'm Sean V Planet. Sean, that Sean's taking on the whole universe. I'm just taking on this planet. So. <laughs> but God bless you. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in. Um, overall, I mean, the battle I think everyone has to start waging truly inside themselves is seeking to overcome their emotions. Uh, we, you do that by repenting. You truly have to repent for what you've done, for the crimes you've committed, the guilt you feel about it all. And eventually you have to seek to overthrow your master, who is Satan, the ruler of this place, this temporary material place, by forgiving. You have to forgive all the people who fall victim to his tricks and his schemes and fear God alone. Truly just fear God and the rest will follow. And until we become born again, we are just fools and idiots blindly letting Satan laugh at us and uh, look up at God and laugh at how easily manipulated his children are. Um, the stupid, scared children. <laughs> just, look what I made your kids do. Look at that. Look at how easily they, they panic and run. Look how easily they shut the doors of their churches that they've promised to keep open and, you know, told stories of how faithful and determined they were. Look at, look at that. Look at how Look at how easy it is to make them hide and run in their houses. Um, yeah, again, I don't, I've done, we'll see. I've done better about my emotional connections and stuff. I've made progress in fearing only God. Thanks for this, Sean. I mean, it's a constant battle. You have to constantly battle it and fight it off. Satan is going to bombard your thoughts. I mean, this world controlled, these screens and this world controlled by Satan is going to bombard your thoughts with temptations, with evil thoughts, with lust urges. Um, he wants you to sin. He wants you to kill yourself. He's a death worshiper. He wants you to kill yourself living and end up with your soul in, in the end. And you have to constantly battle and fight it off. You have to constantly be aware of what's happening and put on the armor of God and fight off the devil's snares. It's kind of that easy. It's difficult to get there. <laughs> But the goal is easy to see and easy to easy to um, head towards, you know, no matter how much the battle is uh, dangerous getting there. Um, yeah, there's always trials and battles. True. Yeah, I mean, I, I think we're always growing. We always have room for improvement and we always have steps to take up the staircase. You know, it um, it's never it never truly ends. Man, these these perfumes are giving me the sniffles. These perfumed <laughs> prayer candles are giving me the sniffles. Uh, or maybe I have the coronavirus. We'll see. We'll see in uh, 12 weeks or whatever in the incubation period they tell us to be terrified of. But yeah, I guess I can see all this truth because I lived it. I was evil at one point in time. I mean, for my entire life until about six months ago. I mean, it kind of started a year ago. But truly six months ago, five months ago, I was truly born again and overcame to the evil that was plaguing and destroying my life. I was raised by evil. I learned evil from the screens and from schools and from peers. And for 28 years, I went along with or even gladly indulged in the evil of our world. I, like most others, I worked indirectly and unknowingly for Satan. I lived 28 years in a fallen state as a walking, talking, breathing man who was spiritually dead. I was overly emotional and I was killed by my sins. And now that I'm born again, I can clearly see the evil for what it is. Um, I know it. I mean, I've been there. I, um, 
Evo is a familiar scent, you know? <laughs> these are not, these uh, candled perfumes are not a familiar scent, but I know what evil smells like. I can see and hear Satan talking because I was once him. I was one once working for him. I was an employee of Satan. So now it's easy for me to see what is and what's not good or evil. Like I can almost see it black and white. There's no gray area really. Um, I kind of thought that's just how all Christians were. I'm so new to Christianity and so new to the church that I kind of thought that's just how everyone was when they truly just believed and loved the Lord, but apparently not. Um, apparently not. I can clearly see the evil I once knew very well for exactly what it is. Um, I think those who are born and raised around love and God's word have a tough time seeing, hearing, understanding, and feeling what evil is and how prevalent it is. And those born and raised in the darkness cannot know or appreciate the light. Um, yeah, we'll get to some questions here. Julia Thomas, thank you. She says, been working hard at overcoming negative emotions lately. Yeah, it's tough. I think Satan knows his time is running thin here. Um, I think he's overplayed his hand in a lot of ways. I think a lot of people are waking up right now, this year, like at the end of 2019 and the beginning of 2020, and finding God and reading the Bible again. And I think Satan was getting real grumpy there. And so it kind of makes sense that we've been bombarded with um, just anger and fear and just being overly emotional. And it's all about negative, negative emotions. And we'll get to that in a second too. But um, to me, it's just, again, I can, I guess I can just see it easier than other people um, who are just blinded, either blinded by living in the darkness or they've just always lived in the light that they don't understand or truly know what their enemy is or what their enemy is capable of. Um, they're a little too trusting because they've never truly experienced or tasted or smelled what the evil is, what the darkness is. And I mean, I'm gonna, that's one thing I'm going to have to talk about spiritual growth. Like I'm going to have to learn how to really sympathize and understand um, what Christians are like, the Christians who have never lived truly evil lives and succumbed to the snares of the devil um, like I have and have overcome. They just can't see or comprehend what it is. They can talk about it. They can theorize about it, but they didn't know it. They didn't experience it. It wasn't their lives. So I'm going to have to learn how to sympathize with that and understand, um, just understand all that, um, their perspective, their side of this battle I'm going to talk about. Oh, no, the sniffles. Oh, no, the sniffle. Oh, no, I got the corona. I got the coronavirus. Sean, do you like the bear streams? Do you like Owen Benjamin? Yeah, I love Owen Benjamin. He, um... Owen Benjamin and Jesse Lee Peterson basically saved my life. Um, I It's a long story. You can kind of catch up on some of my previous streams. But um, I got in really dark times, and those two uh, really brought me out of it. They truly inspired me and showed me the way towards the light. And, I mean, Jesus saved me, but those two led me to Jesus in different ways. Um, and I can't thank them enough for all they've done for me and continue to do for me. Um, yeah, so I love Owen Benjamin. He's been a big inspiration in my life. Um, that's awesome. Were there bad habits that were difficult to overcome? Oh, of course. I mean, yeah, I mean, I was, I was a, I was a druggie. I was a pothead. I was an alcoholic. I was addicted to sex. I was addicted to porn. Um, I was addicted just to all my pleasurely lust urges. I was raised with no discipline. My parents weren't very good parents they're great people they're amazingly awesome people who just really failed as being parents 
So me and my siblings are just addicts and we're bad with money. We don't have discipline. We lie, we cheat, we did all of that stuff. And it was terrible, bad, terrible habits that we picked up for 28 years. Uh, my siblings are a little older, so they still are struggling with some of that stuff, even at an older age. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was really tough overcoming it, but truly when you just start asking the Lord for help and you start just showing him that you're willing to repent for everything you've done, things do become easy. I mean, it was surprisingly easy for me to just quit smoking cigarettes. I was a chain smoker, quit it in like four days, three days, kind of pain-free alcohol. I just kind of stopped. <laughs> it wasn't that hard. Um, it was all in my head too. It was all fear. It was all, Oh no, there's a mountain I have to climb. It's going to be really difficult. And then God just shows you the path that's easiest. And it's almost surprising when you're just all of a sudden standing at the top of the mountain going like, Oh, I thought that was going to be hard. <laughs> I thought it was gonna be hard to stop smoking weed every day. It was really, it was that easy. Oh, okay. And just being loving and appreciative for his help through it all. Um, but yeah, I mean, I was a sex addict. I was, it wasn't even like sex. I was more just addicted to the chase. I was more addicted to how do I get a woman to agree to this? Not actually the act itself, which to me is actually probably worse. Um, it was like the manipulation factor. Like I was almost addicted to manipulating people into having sex, not actually the pleasure of having sex. Um, very bad, very harmful to myself, to my soul and to others. I mean, I, as Jesse Lee Peterson says, I was women who have sex out of wedlock are sluts and men who have sex out of wedlocks are slut makers. And I believe truly that I was a slut maker, which I think is much worse. <laughs> you're not only being sinful and degenerate, but you're bringing someone else into it with you. And um, looking back on it, I'm almost ashamed of what happened, but it was also a journey that led me to who I am now. And um the good life I'm experiencing now and the blessings I'm receiving now. Um, and the vision I have, I mean, I have this vision. I have these skill sets that I learned when I was in my evil fallen state that, um, I don't know. It's just easy to see now it's easy. It's black and white for me to see what good, what is good and what is evil. And I think a lot of other people can't people who've either spent their lives or love and embrace the darkness or the opposite. Those who have spent their lives in and around and love and embrace what's good and what's righteous it's tough for them to see the other side for what it truly is. And I'm just one of those rare people who have truly experienced both of the extremes and I can see what is good and what is evil. Um, I thought every, I thought all the Christians were like this and apparently they're not. Ascension says, I get it. Are you in a non-denominational Christian? Um, I'm not even really sure. My whole journey was by myself, reading the Bible by myself, praying by myself. And God called me to Nashville and I didn't really know why. And then God clearly put me in this church I'm at for a reason. And I don't really know why still. And he's brought me to some really good friends. He's brought me to some really good like ideas and concepts and groups that have helped me a lot. And I don't know. I thought he really brought me to this church for to be my new home. But I think it might have been to be some kind of test or some kind of um, insight into how churches truly are. Um, I don't know. I'm still going to pray on this. I'm still going to think about all this. But um, I was at a Southern Baptist church, is the church I was brought to um, in Nashville, Tennessee. So I was starting to agree with a lot of what they said. I mean, I do still. I mean, I'm not saying I'm changing my beliefs or whatever, but they um, seem to pretty much agree with a lot of my, like, what you would probably call more fundamentalist biblical views. I think the Bible is the literal truth of God. 
And Southern Baptists seem to kind of believe that until a phony virus scare breaks out in the media and everyone runs and hides and locks their doors. Um, until something like that happens, they usually speak the truth of the Bible pretty confidently. Cool, I love BB and JLP the same with me. They're great influences. Never cigarettes for you. No, I was, I was addicted to cigarettes. I would smoke a cigarette every hour, every two hours. Um, it was disgusting and gross, and I definitely recommend you not do that. Um, can you say this again? It's a mess. <laughs> Thank you, Tarpinian. It's a mess. That's a big mess. Um, stop smoking the pot. Stop smoking the cigs. Uh, Ascension Bear, yeah, I don't know. I was really bracing for like a month-long battle of quitting cigarettes. I was really like in, like expecting to be emotionally unstable and just have a rough time, rough go at it. I was smoking cigarettes at least once every two hours, if not every hour. Um, if I didn't, it made me real grumpy. Uh, sweat a bunch, stuff like that. And I truly was just praying about it. I was like, Lord, this is going to be rough. Can you please see me through it? And like three days later, I just was like, oh, yeah, I haven't smoked cigarettes. Like, I should just keep this up. And then I know it was kind of like, this is, well, it's been a good three days. I guess I'll just quit. I guess I'll just, uh, or I guess I'll, I'll brace for the, 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 all the pain and suffering that's about to come. But I just never did. I just kind of quit. I had a, a pack and a half of cigarettes just sitting there. And I was like, ended up just throwing them away um so i don't know i recommend just praying and asking him to help you overcome it and just knowing that it's bad knowing that it's truly bad and just not lighting it up and if it's rough if it's painful if it's emotionally un unbalancing just pray about it just pray about it and truly think that you think think and know that you want to overcome it tartarian production said he on the pot <laughs> he on the pot uh, no, I know Earth is flat, bro. Thank you. The uh, that flat slap. Thank you. I do know the Earth is flat. Um, that's for sure. It might not be exactly flat, but we're definitely living in a dome um, and not flying a flying ball around another ball in the middle of emptiness of space. That's for sure. Um, Berserker says wife wife smoked cigarettes until she got pregnant with our first. Stopped cold turkey. Never again. Yeah, definitely. I mean, if you have kids, absolutely. So don't, don't smoke. Don't put that on them. Um, definitely don't. Cigarettes are gross. <laughs> Guys, I thought <laughs> I used to be so addicted to them. I used to think I was cool at times. Uh, I was in San Diego. All my friends were like in bands and comedy, comedy scene, comedy clubs. Um, and you know just like after after someone does a set going outside and smoking cigs on the sidewalk was so cool and also very gross and also very sad when you're sitting alone in your room trying to get stuff done and you can't help but stop midway through and go on your back porch by yourself and smoke a cigarette it's so bad and depressing when you step back and think about it um it's not a globe whatever it is <laughs> keep the faith brother i will i will definitely my church is closing its doors but my heart is not that's for sure and i will be keeping the faith brother thank you you too um, when I realized that I felt better, earth shape, things are really terrible. Yeah. Solid. Well, I'm going to finish up what I was talking about. Keep talking, keep asking. I'll, I'll get to your questions here at the end, but, um, I didn't want to talk. It seems like you guys are familiar with JLP, uh, Jesse Lee Peterson, who always does say that everything is a spiritual battle. 
we are caught in a spiritual battle. Everything is good and evil, light and dark, light versus dark, love versus anger. Um, once you have been born again, you'll clearly know that there is no racism, there is no sexism, anti-Semitism, tribalism, nationalism, Islamophobia, homophobia, et cetera, et cetera. Like there is no isms or phobias when you truly like are born again. When you see, when you don't have anger and fear, you will understand that there are no isms, there are no phobias. There is only evil. There's a battle of good and evil. And once you truly pick that side of good, I mean, it probably exists too when you truly pick the side of evil, if that's what you're, uh, if you want to spend eternity in a lake of fire, go ahead. But um, when you truly become good, you will see that there's just no isms. There are all these schemes and plots made to divide us and cause anger and fear within us and make each other the enemy. It is a big, complicated dance, that's for sure. We are all God's creations. We are made in his image. We are all important, special, holy, and loved by our maker. We just get blinded by, tempted by, persuaded by, manipulated by, or even brainwashed by evil. Those truly born again can see what is evil and how it infects people like a virus. Those overwhelmed by fear and anger are being destroyed by their sinful life choices, either public or private sins. And fear, doubt, and anger stem from an abuse, an absence of love. Again, fear, doubt, and anger stem from an absence of love. That leads to sin and death. And Satan laughs about it all. Truly, he's, he's looking up right now laughing. Laughing at how stupid and cowardly we are. How we talk about how we put on the armor of God and then when the media gets us a little panicked, we uh, close and shut our doors to the public. Um, yeah, he's laughing at us right now. Only fear God. Embrace your inevitable death so that you can love and be loved in every single moment left in this temporary place. Um, see evil for what it is and reject it. No more fear. No more anger. It's destroying you here and now. It's causing you to sin. It's causing your destruction. It's causing you to smoke cigarettes. It's causing you to womanize. It's causing you to just be gluttonous. I mean, that's kind of the last battle I'm fighting right now is my gluttony. And um, it's all just from fear and anger. It's from not truly loving the Lord and trusting him and trusting his plan for you and embracing and appreciating it. Uh, it's destroying you here and now. Your anger and your fear is destroying you. It's without a doubt destroying you. And it will forever. Until you repent. Until, <laughs> until you learn to forgive. It will destroy you. Repent for your sins. It is never too late to do that. It truly is never too late. He's waiting for you. He is truly waiting for you. Forgive others as you want God to forgive you for the evils of your life. And be born again now. It's never too late, guys. Be still, know God, choose love and truth instead of fear and anger, and you'll see evil for what it is, and it'll become easy to reject it. Um, again, I've been kind of confused lately about how easily manipulated and tricked people are, you know, witnessing and seeing my church close its doors on people, um, but still making sure to have a live stream available on the TV screens and asking for donations, you know. It's like, man... I thought I found a good place, but apparently it's just as evil as everyone else. Um, but yeah, 
truly just it starts with repenting it truly starts with repenting you'll start to get a vision the vision you'll start to really see and know what god wants you to do and if you're willing after that to keep following and you keep learning and keep working towards forgiving truly forgiving people forgiving your parents forgiving your friends your enemies those who have harmed you in the past those who will harm you in the future big and small the big the big picture and the small in your life um, truly learn to forgive them and god will help you be just completely born again you will you will just feel the anger and the despair and all the negativity just release from your body and just experience love it's amazing <laughs> you think you're love you think you have love you think you're loved you think you've had love in the past whatever you have not until you're born again and you'll truly know what i'm talking about um let's see here jlp he's a great teacher and counselor but i would still be very careful with him around my bike uh yeah he's a bike returner though <laughs> he's not a bike theft thief he's a bike returner that's for sure um it's amazing i believe we're god's children he plays boomberg ads jlp is a bike returner yeah jlp is a bike returner he's a bike borrower <laughs> yeah i would trust jesse lee peterson around my bike that's for sure um he plays on the bible it says it's beta to read it fudge that burn victim looking down syndrome fucker um easy tarpinian easy um he doesn't downplay the Bible. He doesn't say it's beta to read it. He just wants you to overcome like the satanic schemes in your heart and mind that tell you and manipulate you while you're reading the Bible. He wants you and the Holy Spirit to truly connect on the words of the Bible and know it for what it is. Truly understand and, and appreciate it for what it is and let it fill your heart and not let it corrupt and manipulate your mind. Um, I don't know, man. I just, I thought I was in a church that was very biblically sound. And when I challenged them on things biblically, they um, told me to read the scripture and obey the scripture in its entirety, that it was the literal truth of God. And as soon as a little bit of panic arises in the public, they shut their doors to the public and they uh, run and hide. So it's, it's tough um, listening and seeing people be overly confident in scripture and not actually truly being born again in their hearts and souls and knowing the holy spirit for what it is and having a real actual relationship with god they're truly just caught up in the words it's all words it's all phony it's all for show it's all to keep their money and their donations coming in and i was blinded by it a little bit i felt the love and embrace of a lot of good people in that church and really just didn't question i guess enough the true structure of it and the true leadership of it. Um, Berserker, what's going on? Sidetracked Bear, thank you for showing up. Always a good friend on Twitter. Um, that's amazing. <laughs> Mike Returner is sure, JLP. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, again, guys, um, be still, no God. Um, you can quote scripture all you want. You can tell me how Christian and how faithful you are. You can talk about how much you've been a Christian your entire life and how you've been in church every Sunday. Um, but if you're scared of this dumb, fake hoax virus and you're closing your doors to the public and you're scared of touching people and embracing your neighbor and you're encouraging others to be scared and panicked and isolated in their homes, watching TV screens and not hugging each other and not touching and loving each other 
um, because the media tells you to or because the government tells you to, I don't know. You're lost. You're lost. You're fallen and you can't see it yet. And I hope you do. I will pray for you that you do. I pray, I lit my prayer candles that Dee so generously gave me to hopefully help. Um, I don't know. D Live can't see my prayer candles. Instagram can see my prayer candles, but D Live cannot. They're lit. I'll be praying for you guys. I will be optimistically hoping, optimistically awaiting you guys overcoming the evil that is plaguing your mind and the emotional instability that you're struggling with. Um, truly, truly will. Again, this was also confusing. It was um, disappointing to me, but now I'm kind of putting it together that I just have been so evil and corrupted in my entire life. I've lived in the darkness my entire life, born and raised. I mean, my parents were atheists who kept us away from the faith. So, I mean, even from day one, I was kept away and kept away from the word, the truth, the logos that is the Bible, God's word. And now that I've overcome it all, I've truly found the light. God was calling to me and I finally picked it up. Um, instead of sending it to voicemail, I picked up the call and I listened to what he had to say. And I'm walking in the direction he wants to walk. I can clearly see evil for what it is and I can clearly see good for what it is. And again, my church has a lot of good people in it, really, truly good people. And you can man manipulate that word how you want. I mean, JLP says it all the time, no man is good. But I think it's relative. I think good in the, some sense means the works of God, which, yeah, no man is clearly not the works of God, but the true, like the creation or the um, the power, the might, the all-knowingness of God. And we clearly don't have that. We are fallen. We're in a fallen state. Um since the, since the beginning, <laughs> we are in a falling state. Our souls need to be saved and we don't truly know what's good until we do that. But as a relative term, just being a loving, honest, caring, loyal, hopeful, optimistic person. Um, that's kind of what I mean when I say good. Um, I kind of separate that term in my mind when you're talking about God's good and then us good. Um, it's a different level for sure. Post Jazz, thank you for showing up. Thanks, thanks, my dude. Um, Ascension Bear says, thank you. Appreciate that so much. Yeah, definitely do the silent prayer. Uh, silent prayer will definitely help you. Um, in so many ways, it'll help you. Ever watch Jeremiah Cohen? I do not know who that is, but I have free time today because my Bible study group was canceled, so I might be looking up Jeremiah Cohen. And Jerusha, shout out to Jerusha Bear. Um, I don't know exactly what her name is. Jerusha McKinney, McKinley. Um, her dad gave a sermon, gave a gave uh, preached at a church. I think it was in Arizona or Nevada. Um, I should have looked this up. I'm sorry, Jerusha. <laughs> but send me a link. I was gonna check it out today too. I was just gonna check out some people and get some get some different perspectives on just the current events and just, you know, ideas and concepts in the Bible um, today, in my free time. And then tonight I'm supposed to meet up with some friends and watch Veggie Tales for the first time. I have never seen Veggie Tales because again, I was born and raised outside of the church. I had no idea what that even was. I thought it was some stupid little cartoon kid shirt, kid show. Yeah. Jerusha McBear. Shout out to Jerusha McBear. Uh, <laughs> Uh, blessings to you, Sidetrack. Um, um, yeah, I'm going to see Veggie Tales for the first time. I didn't understand that it was like biblical, that it was a story about um, 
just the faith, the Bible, the truth and the word of God. Um, I didn't really know and understand that. And so I'm getting together with friends who have, and we're going to watch some Veggie Tales tonight. And my, I feel like my mind's going to be blown. Uh, or I don't know. <laughs> I might be setting it up too much. But um, Joseph, 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 Joseph says my name with a lot of A's in it. Uh, get lemonhaze.sd on the podcast. Maybe. Um, I'm doing streaming stuff now, but I'm also not in San Diego anymore. I am in Nashville, Tennessee, um, so I can't really meet up with him unless he's traveling through Nashville. But yeah, maybe. I don't know who that is. I'll have to look him up and reach out to him. Um, but thank you, Joseph, for the recommendation. Jeremiah Cohen on YouTube. Yeah, she's awesome. She sent me the link to her dad's sermon. Papa McBear is legendary. Jerusha is very nice and based. I appreciate her. Yeah, Jerusha is the shit, dude. Jerusha is awesome. And Papa McBear is too. Mama Bear. Um, shout out to all my bears, man. You guys are so dope. <laughs> so cool. So loving. When I talk about faith, loyalty, and hope, I mean, that's I can, only found that in the bears. Like truly in the Bears and in JLP's community as well. I don't know what you call that grouping of people, the, the Jesse Lee Peterson fan club or whatever, the cult or whatever, whatever you want to apply to it, whatever hate you want to give it, Tarpinian. Um, yeah, these people are just full of love. They're full of optimism. They, they have the faith, whether it's your faith or not. They keep the faith that is God's logos and God's word and trust in him. They don't close their doors when things get a little tough. I mean... Even if bodies are dropping, they wouldn't be closing their doors, let alone just a fake phony fear campaign. But um, again, guys, fear only God. Um, let's see, a couple, a couple last questions here before I end. And um, I need to get out of Austin. Nashville seems cool. I've heard it was a cool town. Yeah, Nashville's an amazing place. Um, I still don't really know why I was brought here. I'm figuring it out. I thought it was this church. I thought I was supposed to really go to this church and learn a lot from it and meet the right people that were going to show me the path and the way. And I met a lot of really good friends. I really have. Um, I've learned a lot about myself and about the Bible through this church so far in the two and a half months I've been at it. But I don't know. This also seems like a very clear test to me at this time, whether I'm going to continue to just go along with the flow and accept this except going to a place talking about the Bible and talking about our Lord, but unwilling to act upon it truly. Like when the going gets even just a little bit tough, even if it's just perception, the going is tough, they're unwilling to act on it. Um, clearly that's not the place God wants me to be at, but he brought me here for some reason. So again, I'm a little confused. I'm a little disappointed, but I'm, not, I'm very disappointed. I'm a little confused. I'll tell you, I'm very confused and very disappointed, but uh, we'll figure it out. I was brought to this church. And I was brought to Nashville for some reason. This might be it. Just a big test, just a big uh, test of faith. If I'm willing to walk this, walk the walk and talk the talk and um, I'm not failing. I'm not failing you. Your children here might, Satan is laughing at how failed all your children are down here are, but I am not. I refuse to fail. Um, I've, I've lit my prayer candles. <laughs> I lit my prayer candles. I will not fail you. Um, yeah, definitely prayers for the bears. Thank you, Berserker Bear. Thank you, Sidetrack Bear, Post Jazz, Ascension Bear, um, Tarpinian. Even with your, all your negativity, I thank you and appreciate you for tuning in today. 
um, and Jusif and Ascension Bear, good luck with everything. Good luck with all the trials and overcoming your emotions and addictions. And yeah, as always, guys, be good, do good, love and be loved. And I'll talk to you maybe on Tuesday, but if not, next Saturday. So peace and love, guys.